This is The Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. You look at my numbers, I'm I'm balling. Beer City's best sports talk is on the air. Get involved. Call 252-4348. Tweet the show at Sports Tank ESPN. The Sports Tank. Come get you some of this. Can't wait. It's ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. You are in the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. Heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Tank Spencer. Jeremy Green is here, of course. It's the last show before the Super Bowl. It's the last fanboy uh, Tank Spencer experience with Tom Brady. This will be the end of the Tank Spencer fanboy uh, reunion tour 2021. Wrong about that. You're wrong about that, sir, because I'm going to be celebrating on Monday. Yeah, if you have tickets to next week's uh, tour dates, you might want to keep those in hand (laughs) because I have a feeling that that's going to be canceled. (laughs) And I got another year, maybe two or three years left. I, the, I mean, he might just play until he's 70. Of the Tom Brady I, I mean, Madness. at the rate you're going, he might play till he, until, like, I don't know, 84. I mean, I think he could with, uh, you know, medical advances being what they are and his level of income. I think, I mean, he might be able to play until he's at least 70. <sighs> I'm so ready for this to be over. <laughs> you just got to open yourself up to the experience. Oh, I've, I've experienced this. This is now 10 times I've experienced this, <laughs> which is exactly nine more times than I've wanted to. Right. Tom Brady in his 10th Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes in just his second, but he, uh, he's he got a pretty good track record so far. Hadn't lost one yet. Nope. And with the big game coming up on Sunday, um, we are all ready and raring to go. For one, what we all expect will be one of the best Super Bowls we've ever seen. I mean, this is going to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be a little bit of normalcy, I'll say. I don't think you're going to notice that there aren't people there. Or at least not the level of people there that you would be right. accustomed to. I mean, there'll be 22,000 people there. There'll be a decent crowd from games that we've seen It'll already look this like year. a typical Jacksonville Jaguars game. Yeah, or... I mean, it won't be. It won't look out of the ordinary for Raymond James Stadium. I'll tell you that. No, uh, you know, Jeremy's been giving me this crap, you know, about how I'm, you know, I'm so excited to see my team in the Super Bowl. Of course, I am. Did you realize that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have been in last place in the NFC South seven out of the last nine years? And again, I'm going to say the same thing I said this morning. I'm not giving you anything for your fandom and your excitement. It's the delusion that is pouring out of every word you speak. No, because every thing that I have given you, every every stat, every uh, you know theory that I have had, none of it's out of the realm of possibility. Oh, well, I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility that the game doesn't even happen. So, I mean, yeah, there's a wide range of outcomes here. <laughs> You just you're just not willing to to give us any shot against the Kansas City Chiefs. It's not that I'm not giving you any shot. I specifically said there were three ways that this game could go this morning on the Sportsocracy, nine AM, Facebook and YouTube Live. And one of them was you winning. Do I think one that's gonna happen? Well, there were only three. How many of them you want? I want all three. All three possibilities well, are in the That's up with not us gonna winning. happen. 
And here's the thing. At the end of the day, they have Andy Reid and you have Bryson DeChambeau's dad. Mm-hmm. I'm out. I, I, that is the beginning and the end for right, me. Right. And in, and your hatred for Tom Brady has nothing to do with it, I'm sure. I, Tom Brady's not my conference anymore. I could care less. To be honest with you, Pat Mahomes is a markedly bigger threat to me at this point than Tom Brady is. Yes. He will be standing in your team's way there for the next There is an equal years. amount of hatred here. For the next 12 years. I'm yeah, sure. there's one that's haunted my nightmares for 20 years and one that's probably going to haunt my nightmares for the next 20 years. Absolutely. This is uh, like the, the the crossroads of temptation and salvation street. This is... <laughs> right. There could be no matchup that I could care less who wins. Well, that's why everybody says, you know, that this this is going to be seen as a passing of the torch kind of game, especially if it ends up with the Kansas City Chiefs winning and Patrick Mahomes beating the GOAT. Then he will be well on his way to being the GOAT himself. Yep, GOAT's on the new list of banned terms, too. <laughs> I, I think at some point this weekend I'm going to put out the list of banned terms for the the post football sports tank with Jeremy Green. Yeah, like Tom it, Brady and goat is going to be one of them. the only way you can talk goat from here on out is if it goes. <laughs> that's it. That is the only goat I want to talk about. You're gonna have to go find me some goat stew somewhere just so we can do the critique. You don't eat them. That's not an eating animal. Oh, it is. It is goat stew oh. is nice. Could do a number on your uh, on your intestinal system, but oh, it's very tasty. I I don't know what to <laughs> say from that. <laughs> You're not you, you you don't believe in 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 eating goats apparently. Goat cheese? Have you ever had goat cheese? Gross. No. There are a lot. Cheese it's is milk. one of those. Th- cheese is one of those things I don't understand. There are Wait. a lot of great forms of cheese. I don't need the weird ones. Okay, American is not one of them, just so you know. American's fine. You put it on burgers and things like that. Colby Jack is the creme de la creme. I agree. Pepper Jack, if you're feeling a little spicy. If you get into something that smells atrocious, I'm out. Oh, yeah. Blue cheese. Or if it came from an animal that didn't, if it didn't start at cow, I'm out. (laughs) So no goat's milk. Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. I can't think. By the way, have you seen the stat? Cheese from? Have you seen the stat on how much cheese is going to be consumed over the Super Bowl? Oh, I have no doubt it's going to be a massive amounts. I, I pulled it. I mean, cheese is in everything. We've you know it's, earlier this week in the sportsocracy, uh, we gave you out you, you know we did our top ten list of all the Super Bowl foods, and I don't think there's one without cheese in it. I mean, other than like meatballs and. And chicken wings. And you could have cheese on both of those. Yes, you could. So I I pulled this. Americans are expected to eat more than 20 million pounds of cheese during the Super Bowl. During the game. During the three hours of the game. Wow. Four hours, however long it is. Four hours, yeah. That's 1.7 million wheels. That's That's enough cheese to fill every NFL stadium with nothing but cheese. (laughs) That's enough cheese to block up the whole city of New York. I, you, 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 you cut me off at the pass because I was going to make the exact same joke. Exactly. That's a lot of cheese. We love cheese. Cheese is in everything. I mean, some of the stats on what we're going to consume as a nation is 
Unbelievable. How many chicken wings do you think? Well, speaking of wait, well, well, before we get into the grocery list here, we do have to mention this hour of the program brought to you by Ingles. Low prices. Love the savings. They got all kinds of deals for your Super Bowl or your, uh, excuse me, your, your big game party. So be sure to uh, go out and uh, get all the good foodstuffs at your local Ingles. How many chicken wings do you think the National Chicken Council, of which, by the way, I was today years old when I found out there was a National Chicken Council? Oh, there's one of these for every animal, I'm sure. How many chicken wings do you think Americans will eat? Uh, I'm going to go with 50 million. It's 1.4 billion. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot of chicken wings. Was it 1.4? Yeah, that's five chicken wings per person in this country. Yeah. Do you? And, and there are a lot of people that don't like chicken wings, which baffles me. People that say, I can't eat meat off the bone, I just stare at them until they walk away. Yeah, that's strange. I don't get it. Like, what, what are you, going back to your to olden times and you had to kill this thing? Like, no, just can't eat it. Can't eat meat off the bone. I've never understood. And anybody that tells me that boneless chicken wings are not just chicken nuggets wrapped in sauce, I, I, I'm not arguing with you it's anymore. Yeah, stop fighting. There's nothing all to it fight is. about. It's chicken nuggets with sauce on it. That's it. <laughs> You're correct. The we lazy way out. This is the longest I've waited to figure out what I'm going to do for the Super Bowl in yeah. my life. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's your options are very limited. Well, right you now. put me in a catch twenty two, Roy, because I can't watch it in a bar, which is what I want to do. Because if I do, you're going to boot me out at halftime. Yep. Don't want to do that because right. I don't like moving places. We considered having a little gathering at the house, but I don't want to do that either. Right. I just I want to complain about it. That's what because I really want to do. Why didn't you want to get together at the house? Because you'd have to clean it, or what? No, what was the, was the no. We deep cleaned there? the house before we went on vacation. Well, that's, that's good. And we have literally cooked in the house one time since we got back because we want to, to keep it. You're pristine. just trying to maintain. Yeah. <laughs> I have been purveying takeout food a lot since we got back. <laughs> it's all because Jeremy's too lazy to do the dishes. That doesn't hurt anything. Dishes and laundry are two things. I will mop every inch of that house. Right. With the special mop that I have. I don't need a bucket, anything that involves me carrying water. I don't want to do that. With this, what kind of special mop do you have? It has its own, like, it's a, it's a one thing. It's one piece that right. I just hit a button and all of the uh, good lemony scented things go out. And okay. I hit a button okay. and it buffs all right. and all the. Things. So what is your plan? What are you gonna What are you gonna do? I don't know yet. You don't know. You're. Just... I know tomorrow at some point we will be doing a special episode of the Sportsocracy, and we will be on another show uh, in Great Britain. Nice. I can't wait for that. Our I, debut overseas. I'm I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> Coming up on the program here, of course, we're going to get into everything Super Bowl related. We're going to talk, uh, you know, we're going to talk wagering. We're going to talk matchups, narratives, all of it coming on the way. Uh, Asheville Police Chief David Zach's is going to be joining us here in about uh, 10 minutes or so as we will play the final round of Beat the Chief for the NFL season. But now the Chief will continue to be yes. here with us through the year. Yes, he we will. just have to figure out. I'll be honest with you. After the last one of these that we did, I think we just—I just want to talk for twenty minutes. FCS football—that's the—that's the route. 
Stop trying to force that on me. That's not going to be a thing. Come on. I'm I'm Seacrest out on that. No, because neither of you know anything about it, and it'll be hilarious to see how it ends up. I know a good deal about it. I also know that all of the players I know will not be playing in it. So I'm out. Gotcha. It's like the XFL. It's a fun little, oh, that's a thing. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm out. I need a Ooh, break flag from football. football. Flag I, football. No, no, no. I need a break from football. Oh, okay. That is, you know, when I was younger, I used to hate the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Because the Super Bowl was just the end of the season. My team was never in it. So for me, this is just a sad day. Right. Now, especially now that I work in sports, huh, after Sunday when the confetti starts flying and uh, against what anybody believes, I don't care which confetti starts flying. Mm-hmm. I could care less who wins this game. I think it's going to be colored red. I I have a feeling you're right. (laughs) I could not care less who wins this game. Mm -hmm. However, when this game ends, there will be a part of me that just takes a long, deep sigh and goes, it's over. It's over. Has football season been too long for you? Well, I mean, you got to think. For me, the draft cranks up. I, I get maybe two weeks. Right. That's it. And then I got to crank up with the draft, and then I'm watching film again. We're still doing the shows. We're so it's it's a lot of work, mm-hmm. and I'm tired. And, and I'm looking forward to this two weeks where I can just sleep until a normal time and not have to get up at five thirty in the morning. Right. And when I go home, I don't have to research for this show and all of that. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> I'm looking forward to talking about Netflix and things for a few months. <laughs> NBA basketball, college basketball. College basketball I'm gets make about you talk a month. about baseball way more than you want to. Mm, bet you don't. Better do. Bet you don't. <laughs> if I were a betting man, and I believe I am, I will say you don't. Big news in the baseball world today, by the way. Trevor Bauer signing with the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers, which means the Dodgers are probably going to win the World Series again. So where is uh, Ricky Wild Thing Vaughn going to play this year? Ricky. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Nice. Yeah, you keep trying to make baseball a thing, I'll keep making jokes. <laughs> what is the biggest part of the Super Bowl, though, that you are looking forward to? You said as a kid you you hated the Super Bowl. This is the so, first time I'm looking forward to the game itself. So every other year you're commercial guy? No, I, I, I like the pageantry and all the things. This is the first time that I'm going to be able to sit, most likely, in my own house watch my own television, rewind it whenever I want to, and right. I can break this down the way I break down college tape. Right. And I'm looking forward to that. That is going to be one big I've plus never of done you that. not having anyone in your house. I've never done that before. Right. And I only have one person that that, 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 that can annoy, and I annoy her on a daily basis anyway. Because so. for the Super Bowl last year, uh, I guess for the last three years, we've all been uh, hanging out at the social this will be the first year I haven't been there since I moved back here. Yeah. Yeah, so three years. God, has it been that long? And it was last was it last year that you put Ronnie through the table? Yes. Yeah. That was that was awesome. Ronnie and I are actually uh, we've discussed having a uh, part 2 of that. <laughs> I don't quite know that's going to happen. Cuz in the heat of the moment you knock somebody that's Right. I mean Ron's markedly smaller than I am. Didn't think of that at the time. It's funny how consumption will do that to you. Yeah. And they, neither one of us thought it either. They were so pumped up about the Kansas City Chiefs over the uh, San Francisco 49ers last year that, uh, yeah, Jeremy and Ron tried the the midair hip bump, and Ronnie didn't think about it before he got into it. He went, wait a minute, I weigh 102 pounds. 
this guy weighs uh, 225 pounds. I undershot that way too you much. You undershot both of us by probably another person. <laughs> not Ronnie. Ronnie's not that big, is he? Buck 40, I think. Okay. I, you, I, was about, you, I went real low on. And I was about three bills. <laughs> See, I didn't want to be mean about it. I was trying to be nice about it. See, this is why I get hate mail for being mean to you. Because you do nice things like undersell my weight by uh, sixth grader. <laughs> right. But yeah, See, there went, will be none of that this year. That and now that I have complete control of the remote, it's uh, we can watch. It, it, it will be watched at my leisure. Yeah. I can go back and rewind things, which I'm super certain that my wife is very excited about. Mm-hmm. It's probably the thing I do that annoys her the most. Because I'll get animated and see something and go, did you see that? And of course I didn't. Well, I, and, I don't care. And then unfortunately, you know, my plan was to, you know, go hang out with my dad and watch the game. You know, father-son time, Bucks fans being able to watch their first Super Bowl together since, you know, I was in college the last time it happened and was away from home. But, but apparently it's going to snow six inches on Saturday night. So that's... So what Fun. you're telling me is you've already taken your first loss and the game hasn't even kicked off oh, yet. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Get used to it. It's going to be a consistent theme of the weekend. No, I don't believe it will. I don't believe it will. This is going to be a very, very close game. And I know you believe that. And that's as far, Of course I do. And I think it's funny that you think this is going to be a blowout. I never said it was going to be a blowout. Okay, so the opposite of a close game is yeah, but it's not it's not black and white like that. Ah, this is not you know cut and dry like that. I think the Chiefs will handily have this game, but Tampa Bay will be within a score and a half for the vast majority of it. And then you get one late touchdown to go. Yay, it's over. It a, that, yeah, that's it. Yay, it was a four point loss. Is that what you're? That's where you're going? No, with that? I'll, I'm going to pick the score later. I mean, we've already done that once today, so you should know what my score is. Mm-hmm. Your score requires uh, some kind of wizardry that I have yet to be able to figure out. <laughs> Takes all facets of the game to win the game. I, I did the math on this. For the for your score to make any sense, there has to be no less than three safeties. That's not true It's either three safeties or one team has to set an NFL record for field goals. Yes. That's the only way that those two numbers can happen. You are absolutely correct. Uh, <laughs> you're in the sports tank with Jeremy Green on ESPN Asheville. We have Asheville Police Chief David Zach in the studio with us. Beat the Chief is coming up next. Jeremy lost this year. I mean, I mean, this little experiment did not go well for you. This is this, this is, is my retribution, David. This is the opportunity for you to at least kind of try to make it look good. We'll play Beat the Chief up next. ESPN Asheville, it's time for Beat the Chief. Joining us in the studio, Asheville Police Chief David Zach. Beat the Chief brought to you by Clarissa Marshall of EXP Realty. Check her out online at ClarissaSellsWNC.com. Welcome back, Chief. Hey, guys. Good to see you, man. Is everything going all right? Not too bad. So you got to take Can't a little complain. trip up to up to the homestead. Went, went up north, yeah, last week. Uh, stopped back in Belo for a little bit. Went to Josh Allen Town and uh, yeah, nice. had a good time. Had nice. a good time. Had to take care of some personal business. You, but, to, uh, you had to kind of lick your wounds from the AFC Championship oof, game. Oof. 
That was tough. That was a tough one. Yeah. Little little time alone after yeah. that one. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it was a good year. We had a good year, man. Yeah, exactly. See, we had a good see, year. See, this so is we'll what take, I'm talking uh, about. See, we'll I keep telling it. Jeremy like this. I'm going to be bummed if we lose, but overall, I mean, it's been a good year. It's, a it's good better year. than I expected it was ever it's going to be. Year. There's one great big difference between you and him, though. What's that? You're delusional, and he's not. <laughs> I'm not delusional. <laughs> I'm not even the, the slightest bit delusional. I have two weeks of tape that fly right in the face of that. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Hey, two, two, thing, two things, because I was listening to you guys before I came in. Number one, yeah. I can't stand the guy who rewinds the TV during the game. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> Drive, my father jerk. does that. It drives me out of my mind. That's number one. Yeah. And number two, Jeremy, I guarantee you I get more hate mail than you do. Oh, Bingo. that would be fun to compare. Bingo. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> he would blow you out of the water. You're right. Yeah, he, 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 he wouldn't even be close. Yeah, and I can imagine point. the things that are said to him are probably way worse than the things that are said to you. They are somewhat unpleasant. Yeah, I, I don't know how much worse you could get than what's said to me, but I'm yeah. going to agree with him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some of the things said to me are subhuman, and I'm still going to agree. I with just it. had to get that off my chest. Yeah, that's good. I, I mean, you gotta you gotta have that kind of emotional release every now and then. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's Friday. It's one of one of the drawbacks of the job. That's how but, I heal. Uh, you know, that's how we. That's how we move on. The good thing about uh, Chief Zach and I is uh, we're both pretty thick skinned, so you know it's it's fun. You you can say whatever you want to to me. It's I don't care. Right. Gotta let it roll. Just gotta let it. Let it be. Exactly. Uh, you are in the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green on ESPN. Asheville, all right, let's let's uh, let's get into it. Picking the game. Kansas City Chiefs, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Should we start with the props and then end with the game? The Absolutely. Actual? Okay, all right. All right, let's go prop bets. We'll start at the beginning of the game. We'll give you an easy one. The coin toss. Jeremy, heads or tails? Uh, I'm going to take heads which is a consistent for me. I have bet heads on the coin toss of the Super Bowl every year for the last eight years. Okay. Law mm-hmm. of averages say I'm going to be right half the time. Okay. Just to make it interesting, you're going to go tails for I think I'll, yeah, I think right. I'll, I'm going to go out on a limb and go tails. <laughs> right, that's good. Tails never What fails. is the line on tails? Yeah. <laughs> tails they're they're both minus 110. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got to have that, uh, that little vig on the end yep. of it. <laughs> You like how I use the uh, the betting terms? I'm learning. Uh, that's officially one betting term you've used, and I I have to admit, proud of you. Used it correctly. Uh, all right. If you can tell me what VIG stands for, I'll... Uh, Vigorish. Hey, you got two! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to test my luck and see if you've learned anything else over the yeah, three please years don't. we've been doing this. Please. I would bet the answer's no. <laughs> all right. Uh, the first penalty flag... Thrown in the game, or the first accepted penalty, I guess, will be against which team? Chief Zach. It will be a holding penalty against Kansas City. Oh, he's even going with the type of flag. Oh, and, and I'm I'm right there with him. It's going to be a false start on the on the I almost called the New England Patriots on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay, team that has not been here. They have far more players that have never been here before. Okay. Little jittery mm-hmm. tends to happen. I also think they're going to get the ball to start this game. I think he's overthinking it. Oh, I 100% am. I do this every year. I try to script out the whole game, and within <sighs> five minutes, it's like, well, 
That didn't go my way. Nice. Why do you even need the rewind then if, you, if you've got the whole thing? This is very true. So I have to explain Cause myself. Because that's what he does. He sits down and he critiques Andy Reid. Like, Andy mm-hmm. Reid should not have run the ball that way. But first of all, I don't critique Andy Reid. I might, critique, I might critique Bruce Arians. I just see, and it's not even really a critique of that. It's just I see things and go, how did you not see that? It'll probably happen markedly less with Pat mm-hmm. Mahomes and Tom Brady than it does with Carson Wentz I feel like and I Sam should, Darnold. But. I feel like I should invite your wife over to watch the game with me and my family <laughs> because watching with you sounds insufferable. But she loves me, well, and true. she puts up with my uh, lunacy. How could she not? Yeah, that's, I am. That's I, what I, I say. How could you not? There, there are a lot of people that would. There are a lot of reasons <laughs> just yelled at the radio. I have a funny feeling. <laughs> All right, largest lead in the game, largest lead in the game by either team. The over under is fourteen and a half. I'm going to go under. I don't think it's ever more than a two touchdown spread. Okay, ten. He's largest, largest ton. All right, so you're going on both of yeah. you going under on. Yeah, that I one. can't. Uh, I can't switch that one up. Well, I was hoping you were going to take the over on that because I was just. Oh, I mean, I, was I'm just, just I considered it. I was just going to laugh at you. Oh, uh, you see, do you see? See now, now that Chief Zach's here, he can confirm. Do you hear what he just said? Yeah, he was going to laugh at me for saying it would be more than fourteen. Mm-hmm. There's at least a twenty five percent chance that somebody has a fourteen point lead in this game. Correct. There you go. But you were going to laugh at me. See, that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) It's that little hint of hubris that you Uh have when you talk about these things that makes me go, oh, he is Mm -hmm. going to cry. No matter what happens. You're probably right about that. That's a prop bet I wish I could bet. Will Tank Spencer cry during this game? The answer is 100% yes, and I'd bet my house on it. And I don't care how it goes. Mm -hmm. The answer is yes. Yes. Eventually, at some point, Tank will cry. Yes. He's a little more emotional than I am. Okay. All right. So both of you under 14 and a half points for the largest lead in Super Bowl 55. Um, how many touchdown passes will be thrown by Patrick Mahomes? The over-under is two and a half. Oh, that's over. That's over. That's easy over. It's over. <laughs> it's I told us that this morning, and I'm curious to see if Chief Zach can get closer than Tank did. Pat Mahomes has seven playoff games with three touchdowns and zero interceptions. Do you know how many other quarterbacks have done that that many times? I know. The answer is zero. There's not a quarterback in the NFL that's done it more than twice. In NFL history, that's done it more than twice. That's crazy. Mahomes continues to impress. Yeah, Mahomes is one of those guys that I look at right now and go, uh, if you win this week, I don't care if you turn into Jameis Winston week one of next year, you're still a Hall of Famer. Yeah, you're probably right. Mm -hmm. I want to say you're wrong, but you're probably right. I mean, anyone, anyone with, you know, at least two Super Bowl appearances and an MVP is probably going to the Super Bowl no matter what happens, or to the Hall of Fame no matter what happens. What about Eli? Well, that's a different story. Eli's in. Of I think Eli's the first ballot. Of course guy. he's in. I, I, yeah, I don't understand the hate on that. I hate Eli. We, we talked about Hall of Fame stuff yesterday. Of if, if, if you can't get in in the next few years, you might as well just... I and hope yeah. the Veterans Committee lets me in because I'm never getting in. There's going to be very loaded classes uh, over the next several years. Oh, it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. 
There were, what was it, eight quarterbacks that, that are active. This is including Philip Rivers, who's already retired. But there mm-hmm. are eight active quarterbacks that are no doubt first ballot Hall of Famers. You think Rivers is? I do. Yep. Yeah. Even with not with, with the playoff history? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I, I think he's – and Rivers was one that I waffled on until I looked at where he actually falls in the pantheon of NFL history. Yeah, he's going to get – he'll be a first ballot, no doubter. Where's he at? Like top 10? He's top 10 in passing yards all time. That's what I thought. I think he's in the top eight in passing touchdowns all time. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just ridiculous. I don't have it pulled up in front of me, but right. yeah, he's – so top ten and there. just just so we're all clear, top ten in passing yards will get you into the Hall of Fame. Top five in rushing yards will not get you into the Hall of Fame. Not when you played book. for eight years longer than the guys you're competing against. <laughs> Jeremy is convinced Frank Gore is not a Hall of Famer. Degree or disagree? That's a tough one. That is a tough. That is a tough one. And and I'm a Gore fan too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that I I say he gets in, but it's gonna he's gonna wait. That's exactly what I say. I think he's he never wait. gets in. Uh, I mean, the Veterans Committee might let him in. Or the uh, what, what do they call yeah. it in the NFL? Yeah, the, the Veterans, veterans committee. committee. He may get in just for having a 30-year career. Uh, that, and that's that, the thing. That could be the, the reason he gets in. Was he ever the best running back in the NFL? No. Was he ever a top five running back in the NFL? I Name would it. say yeah. Name it. 2006. You're out of your mind. 2006. He do had you a know, hell of a year that you, year. That's fine. Do you know who was in the league in 2006? Just think back to the actual mm-hmm. running backs that were in the league and mm-hmm. tell me which one of those guys he was better than. Statistically, oh, he might have had more yards. Yeah. I don't care. He's still not the best. I don't care if he outrushed everybody by 400 <laughs> yards. He's still not a top five running back in that year. Yeah, see, this is my argument uh, for Eli Manning as well, or against Eli Manning. Well, Eli has two forget. rings. And he uh, beat, I know. There's nothing you can say. There's nothing you can say. Two, two rings. That's that's going to get you there. Exactly, but, and that's the thing. I, you know, that, when we talk about Rivers, you know, I mean, virtually no playoff success, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I he understand went to one conference championship game. Yeah, I, I understand the whole argument for the yardage, but that's the modern era. The game's different. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I don't know about Rivers. I really, I really don't. He'll be he'll be in. He may not be first ballot. I mean, I'm sure yeah. he probably will be. I, I mean, think he is. I mean, because think about it. In five years when this ballot comes out, it's going to be him and Big Ben and Drew Brees. Drew Brees and a lot of Super Bowls in there. Uh, who else am I missing? Jason Witten mm-hmm. will be on that ballot. I mean, that's all. they've almost filled the class of yeah. five guys that you can put immediately in. Right. Yeah, and the class he just said, uh, we went through and did this yesterday. There's a lot of those that start about five years from now and will keep happening for about six years after that. Right. There could be five first ballot Hall of Famers every year for half a decade. Just about. What? Oh, you were looking at me. I thought you had... I thought you were going to say something else. You had that look on your face. Um, Ooh, receiving yards by Gronk in the game. This is so low that it's almost begging me to go over. The over-under is 28-and-a-half. Under. Under 28-and-a-half. Oh. Oh, and that's what I wanted to do. Really? I you don't think You don't think Tom's going to get Gronk involved? Do you know how... First of all, do you know why the line is so low? Why? Do you know how many times he's had over 30 yards since you played Kansas City the last time? Uh, Twice. It's once. Okay. It's one. Uh, he had 58 yards against Detroit, and mm-hmm. I want to say 40-something of that was on one catch. 
Since Antonio Brown showed up, he has not been as nearly big of a – he's big in the red zone, but he's not a big yardage guy. I'm going to say over just because it's so low that I feel like it's daring me. And this is a guy that's been there. This is a guy Tom mm-hmm. trusts. Mm-hmm. I could see it being higher than that. Yeah. I think it, I think I could easily see like a five-catch, 40-something-yard game from him and uh, at least a touchdown, if not more than that. Three for, think, three for 27. Because I think once they get close. <laughs> right, three, three for 27, 27 and a touchdown. That'll get you right in there. Yeah, <laughs> Get you right under the number. What is it? It doesn't matter as long as you cover the spread. Doesn't matter whether you win or lose. It only matters if you cover the spread. <laughs> uh, how many Tampa Bay players will have a rushing attempt in the game? I love this line the, so much. Over-under is three and a half. Under. Under, says mm-hmm. Jeremy Green. Under. Under. This line is so perfect because it's Fournette, Ronald Jones, and Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. Because Brady's going to do the jump over the line that I hate with every fiber of my soul. I hate that rule. Oh, I got the ball. I jumped and put the ball. People complain about that. Oh, he fumbled out of the back of the end zone. That's not a stupid rule. The fact you can jump over the line and just stick the ball out there and that's a touchdown, that's a stupid rule. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would take the over on this. Who's the fourth one? Uh, Antonio Brown. I disagree with you. I guarantee you they're going to I don't think Antonio Brown's going to play. You're crazy. You just saw that he got downgraded, right? No. That just broke about 15 minutes ago. He was downgraded to what? Doubtful? He's. I don't remember how this was phrased. Was he highly questionable? I, it was something like that. <laughs> it, it was there, there was something. In, it was unlikely to play, right? And if he does play, I think he's going to be a decoy. Mm-hmm. And you may be right about that. They have tried to to get that involved. Chris Godwin can carry the ball as well. Lashawn McCoy, I doubt he'll see the field all that much. I don't know that he's I going to think, be in yeah, a I jersey. Don't, yeah, I don't. I would be surprised if McCoy's even active. Yeah. I mean, as little as no risk it, no biscuit likes to run the ball, I don't really know why you need to carry four running backs. Right, and he wasn't active last year uh, with Kansas City. No, he wasn't. He wasn't wasn't active for the Super Bowl for them last year. So That would be a great stat. How many players have won consecutive uh, Super Bowls and weren't active for either one of them? (laughs) That's got to be a very small list. Uh, I would have to imagine that's probably one guy. Uh, It will will be be LaShawn McCoy McCoy if if Tampa Bay wins. It will be LaShawn McCoy. Um, Tom Brady will finish with at least one rushing yard. Yes or no? I think it is one. You think and three carries. A quarterback sneak. Yeah, and three quarterback sneaks. Yeah. One yard. I think it is. Yeah, I'm going to say yes. Uh, I'll say yes. He ends up with one. <laughs> I say rushing. yes as well. All right. Yeah. Everybody's on yes. Well, I mean, Tommy's not really known for his uh, for his running skills. Yeah, that's because in a foot race, he'd lose to me aggressively. Right? He's not really one to extend the pocket all that much. What was it? Wall Street Journal Sports put out a uh, grid today that had all of Tom Brady's uh, launch points throughout the season and all of Patrick Mahomes' launch points throughout the season. Uh, Tom Brady's was a nice little line, like right in the middle of the hash, you know, within 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage. Patrick Mahomes, had it looked like a bird shot 
<laughs> That's what the grid looked like, just because he's so, you know, he, he gets out of the pocket, he stretches, extends plays, finds guys downfield. He's throwing from the sidelines and from 18 yards back, and you don't really have that with Tom Brady. But you never did. No. I mean, Brady's always been shuffle left, shuffle right, step mm-hmm. up, mm-hmm. and the quick release. Mm-hmm. You know, that's his game. Absolutely. Uh, and I think I think we're going to see a lot of different launch angles from Patrick Mahomes in this game as well. Because Jeremy keeps trying to tell me that he doesn't think that the Bucks defense is going to be able to put pressure on him. And I no, I think they're going to disagree. I, I think they're going to dare you to put pressure on him. Mm-hmm. There, there are several tremendous articles on what. As a matter of fact, you told me one of them. Uh, when you blitz Pat Mahomes, he's the best quarterback in the league, and it's yes. not close. Yes. So I have a feeling Andy Reid is sitting somewhere with a Waffle House menu in front of him and maybe a couple cheeseburgers going, please blitz him. That's what I want you to do. That's the thing. You don't have to blitz him. Tampa's a team that can get pressure with four. Nobody has, but he thinks they will. Mm -hmm. Because we're the first team to play play them without their offensive line. But that's the thing. No, you're not. They've been doing this all year long. Mm Mm-hmm. And did you? And, and we have a Bills fan here. They watched this game. Mm-hmm. Did you notice when Eric Fisher went out that the line didn't look all that off? I really don't want to talk about it. <laughs> that's that's, that's your not answer. an incorrect answer. There is your answer, but there's a very simple reason for that. Is that mm-hmm. Andy Reid has backups that are comfortable playing at every position. That's why they're backups on this team. Mm-hmm. I don't think that line. I don't think the line being not what it was. I don't think it matters. I don't. I think it is what it is. Mm-hmm. If you want to send five or six at him, good luck. You'll be the first one to ever make it work. And if you think you're going to get home with four, hey, you'd be the first team to do it. Okay. You don't have to get home. You just have to get, make him uncomfortable. And we showed that which, in the second half of the first game that we played against him this year. Of which no one does. But Of continue. which no one what? No Makes one does him what? uncomfortable. Oh, okay. If you're about to say you did it, he threw for 450, so I would probably not go with that. I don't care how many were in the first half. Uh-huh. He threw for 450 yards. Yeah, I understand Probably that. wouldn't say, oh, he did this really well. You kept him from throwing for six? Is that what your, is that your yeah. claim to fame? Yeah, pretty much. And I rest my case. Rest his case on a losing argument. That's awesome. Yeah, well, awesome. There you have it. Good job. Uh, how many how how in the world did I lose that he threw for 450 and it was one of the five highest passing yard games of the season and you're sitting here like we did a great job of uh, no you didn't in the second half you didn't do a good job of anything Mm -hmm. okay you do you know he threw. You, you do know different he, stats, right? You know he threw two hundred yards in the second half, right? He only had mm-hmm. two fifty nine at the end of the first half. Mm-hmm. How, what does the scoreboard look like? Uh, did they win? Well, of course they did. They were up by and there's three no touchdowns to begin with. <laughs> of course they did. They were up by three touchdowns in the first half. Um, will there be a missed field goal in the game? I hate this one. Yes or no? You have Ryan Suckup against Harrison Butker. I'm going to say yes. Hmm. Then which one would you choose? Suckup? No, I could see Butker missing one. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. He's always seemed pretty automatic. He is, me. but he's already missed one in the playoffs. So, 
It's a good point. This is not a very difficult, but I mean, it's bar none the easiest stadium in the AFC East to kick in. Uh, I think we can definitively agree on that. New England, Buffalo, and the Jet and and the and uh, MetLife are very difficult to kick in. Uh, the, I don't even know what they call this stadium anymore. They changed the name like forty three times. Raymond James Stadium. I'm thinking Miami. Never mind. Okay, <laughs> Florida stadiums. It's been a lot. I, I've spent forty hours this week listening you said to Tom AFC Brady. East, and I thought maybe he just misnamed the. <laughs> no, but you had the wrong stadium yeah, altogether. I was, I was. I, for some reason it's my in Miami in my head. That was last year. I know. He's having that time hop moment on his own head. Uh, what do you think? Missed field goal or not, Chief? I believe any field goal attempted will be converted. All right. They're going to make them all. Go and no. I don't think there's going to be many, though. See, I think there's a lot. I do, too. I think there's a lot of yards. There's a lot of kicking? I think there's going to be a lot of kicking, and that's why uh, I my score is a lot of so yards, weird. and I think the score... Put it this way. We're going to do the over-under in a minute. It's bar none my favorite thing to bet on this game. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Final prop bet of the day. Uh, Patrick Mahomes pass completions over-under 28 and a half. Mm, that's a good number. Yeah, it is because it's about mm, spot on. Yeah. I'm going to say over. Over 28 I'm going to say over. Okay, I'm gonna say over. Because you think you think this game is a lot of short passes from both guys, right? No, I think Tampa Bay is going to come out with the intention of doing what you have said, and is going to bite them mm. because they're not going to get home with four. Nobody's done it all year. This scheme does not is not conducive to getting home with four. They're daring you to blitz, mm-hmm. and I think if you do that, he's going to dump off and let these. Miko Hardman, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Clyde Edwards, a layer. But I also think that they never put them away. So I think they're not going to be able to run, and you're going to have Pat Mahomes throwing probably more than he did in the first game. Because there was about a quarter where they, I'm not going to say they tried to run the clock out, but they were running far more than they usually do. Mm -hmm. Chief Zach. I'm going to say under. I, I see Brady trying to control clock. Keep the ball out of Mahomes' hands. Long drives, and I, I just don't think he, he's going to have the opportunity to, to amass the amount of throws because I think Brady will. They're, they're going to pound long drives, mm-hmm. and they're going to try and eat clock. And I think that's the only way they win. I agree with you. I agree with you. That's the only way they win. Unfortunately, I don't think old No Risk It No Biscuit can do that with Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette. <laughs> I think old uh, No Risk It No Biscuit is going to be. Take a little step back here. I just see Brady completing a lot of third and eights, third and nines, oh, yeah. and just just chewing clock, moving chains, absolutely using the full clock in the huddle, and just trying to grind it out. Mm-hmm. I smell a dissension coming. I and I see it in the future. <laughs> All right, now it's time to pick the actual game itself: Kansas City, Tampa Bay, this Sunday in Tampa. Um, Kansas City is a three-point favorite. Mm-hmm. Against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the over under is fifty six. It's come down a point and a half. I'm glad I got that at fifty seven and a half. Uh, I am going to take the Kansas City Chiefs thirty one twenty. Uh, so obviously under the fifty six. Okay, all right. Kansas City covering the three and under fifty six. Twenty four twenty one, Tampa. Yeah. 
I saw that's a dissension coming here. That's my guy. I just think, I don't know, you know. You know what? For all the years that I've gotten beat up by Brady, I don't know, something. I'd actually like to see him win this. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see him win this. I've never not liked Brady. I never hated him. I should hate him. Mm-hmm. I want to hate him. I got his yeah, hate. He, he hate. I, just, I got his hate. I just don't. You got a lot of you got a lot of anger though. I do. Between I'm a very the, angry little man. And, between <laughs> Baker and Brady and oh, there's plenty more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> James Harden, Frank Gore, Russell Westbrook. Frank Gore. He hates Frank Gore. I actually, I actually irrational, like Frank Gore. irrational hatred for hate Frank Gore. We know you do. Okay, so the Chief is taking Tampa Bay plus the three. And uh, Jeremy's taking the Chiefs. And Jeremy's taking the Chiefs. The Chief takes the Bucks. Jeremy takes the Chiefs. And the cheese takes the wheel. Is that how that works? No. The mouse mouse takes the cheese. That's what it is. That's what it is. You're in the sports tank with Jeremy Green on ESPN Asheville. This has been Beat the Chief, the last of the NFL. What was the final? What was the final record there? The final record? I don't. Have it pulled up in front of me. Yeah, I'm, st- I'm gonna... we stopped counting, and frankly, no, it was two okay. weeks no, we ago, didn't. no, we didn't. It wasn't that far. It wasn't. That <laughs> I've far been enough. counting. We didn't wager anything. That's the sad part. No, I, and I don't know why we didn't do that. We should have wagered something. See, next year we'll be more planned. We've got you know EXP Clarissa Marshall that that likes the segment mm-hmm. and she sponsors the segment. Mm-hmm. We will be more prepared next year. <laughs> but we're going to keep doing it through the off season. We're not 100 percent sure what we're going to do yet, but right. we're going to find a, a reason to continue. Oh, we got to keep the chief in the fold here through the off season. But uh, that will uh, that will do that'll be our last episode, obviously, uh, of the football season as it all comes to an end this Sunday. Beat the chief once again. Brought to you by Clarissa Marshall of EXP Realty. Check her out online at ClarissaSellsWNC.com. Best realtor in the world on planet Earth. Coffee's the closers only. Get them the money. Then when you get the money, you get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then when you get the power, then you get the work. Welcome back to the Sports Tank. ESPN Nashville, 92.9, 880, and 1400. This has been a brutal week of NBA betting for me. <laughs> Boy, when you lose them. When I'm wrong, I am. Sheesh. You buddy, am I wrong. Oh. I got three picks in the NBA tonight. We're going back to basics. I'm following the money tonight. First one, the Chicago Bulls are a two-and-a-half-point favorite over the Orlando Magic. 96% of the money is on the Chicago Bulls, and there's a reason. Orlando is decimated by injur- injuries. Aaron Gordon just got hurt. Uh, I mean, now it's the Nick Vucevic show. You get a little sprinkling of Evan Fournier. I don't think that's enough to run with the Bulls. They have a lot of young players. They, they actually defend reasonably well. Uh, I'm going to take Chicago minus the two and a half. Next up, the Utah Jazz are an eight and a half point favorite over our Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. Utah is the team that really is built to beat the Charlotte team. Mm -hmm. Rudy Gobert is a defensive force down low. Mike Conley has played as a third star for this team. And I'm going to level with you. I don't think they have anybody that could defend Donovan Mitchell. If they knew where he was headed. I don't think it would matter. This is not going to be Devontae Graham. No. He's so much bigger than Devontae Graham. He's so physical. Uh, I like Utah a lot tonight. Give me the Jazz minus the eight and a half. Uh, finally, we got the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Minnesota Timberwolves in a pick em. This will be the only time you hear this game referenced all day because this is two decimated teams. This is also two of the worst teams in the NBA. I'm actually going to go against the money here because Oklahoma City is terrible. 
I'm going to take the Minnesota Timberwolves to win this game outright. I don't know how they're going to stop D'Angelo Russell. I think this is one of his nights. Minnesota, outright. Go and do likewise, gents. Money's out there. You pick it up, it's yours. You don't, I got no sympathy for you. Now we got uh, Kobe White against uh, Cole Anthony tonight. Yes. That'll be cool. Chicago's getting better. They have pieces. They just got to. I think Chicago's one trade away from being really good. Mm hmm. And with injuries and things, they've been playing Thaddeus Young a lot of minutes, who has been tremendous. I think that's going to be the odd man out that they trade at the deadline. Yeah. And I think that will bring that team together. They just have a weird assimilation of pieces. But with Orlando only having Nick Vucevic tonight, I don't think that's enough to beat them. Part of me really wants to hang in and and see the Boston Celtics and the L.A. Clippers tonight, but uh, I think it's going to turn out like it did last night when I tried to sit down and watch the Nuggets and the Lakers. I was out by the f- midway through the first quarter. Boston's also killed. Are and they, it looks like LA's going to have a full complement of players. That was almost one I picked, and I would have taken the Clippers. Oh, no. ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. More Super Bowl talk up next. This is The Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. You look at my numbers, I'm, I'm balling. Beer City's best sports talk is on the air. Get involved. Call 252-4348. Tweet the show at Sports Tank ESPN. The Sports Tank. Come get you some of this. Can't wait. Welcome into the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green on ESPN Asheville 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. This hour of the program brought to you by Wicked Weed Brewing. Wickedweedbrewing.com. Drink different. I'm Tank Spencer. Jeremy Green's here as well. And over the uh, the next hour, we're going to be talking Super Bowl matchups, strategies, everything that it needs to take for one of these teams to end up winning come Sunday. Will it be Tom Brady's seventh Super Bowl championship, second for the Tampa Bay franchise, or will it be the third for the Kansas City Chiefs franchise and the second for Patrick Mahomes? Do you agree or disagree with the statement that if uh, Patrick Mahomes loses to Tom Brady in this game, that he can never be considered the GOAT? I vehemently disagree with that. (laughs) I do as well. Because who's to say he doesn't win more? Who's to say he doesn't end up winning, you know, breaking every record and the fact that you look back at his second Super Bowl appearance and say, no, he lost to Tom Brady so he can never be the greatest of all time? I think that's absolutely patently absurd. It'd be a wild head-to-head matchup tiebreaker to decide who is the greatest. Here's a a fun... uh, There's a series of fun stats that I learned earlier. I actually shared these on our Sportsocracy Facebook page. Okay. Do you realize that Pat Mahomes' dad is only six years older than Tom Brady? I had not realized that before today. Do you also realize that when Tom Brady was born... The Buccaneers franchise had won exactly zero games. Yes. Because he was born in between the expansion, the inaugural expansion season mm-hmm. and their second season. Mm-hmm. That blew my mind when I sat there and thought about it. It is, it is kind of wild. Before they had ever won a game. Yep. Because they could be wanting like week three or week four of the next season. Mm-hmm. There were also only 14 games in the regular season when Tom Brady was born. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if you went that route, there would be all kinds of rules that never existed. Oh, yeah. 
before Tom Brady mm-hmm. came around. This is going to be an interesting game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I have messed with you a lot. Mm-hmm. There is a path as you win this game. Yes, there is. I don't think your coach will do it. Because you think the, the, the strategy has to be running the ball. I think you have to run the ball. Mm-hmm. And I'm what my, what my fear with Tampa Bay is that you're going to get behind. And then the Bruce Arianzi side is going to come out. What does the split look like? What does this, the split between pass plays and run plays have to look like for Tampa Bay to win? It's. I mean, when you get into ratio, that gets a little more difficult for me. I think you need to run the ball 25-plus times, and I just don't see it happening. Mm-hmm. Because that's where they are susceptible. You can make hay running the ball. Leonard Fournette's been good. I think you need to make use of Ronald Jones because I think they do complement each other. Mm-hmm. And you just haven't done that. It's gonna. It, it will only depend on, I guess, the, the momentum of the game. Because Kansas City may not, and I'm guessing probably will not, give you an opportunity to run the ball. Because they can strike so fast, mm-hmm. and they can strike so quickly. I mean, easy. You get down. You know, say we say we luck up in the first quarter, and things are you know the first two drives end in scores. The best thing you can hope for is to keep one of those at a field goal. You get down by two scores to this team, you're never going to run the ball. And I, that's kind of how I think this game's going to go. Mm-hmm. I think you could have a couple sustained drives early, and then something happens, whether it's Brady turning the ball over or a fumble. I firmly believe there's a turnover within the first 20 minutes that's mm-hmm. going to greatly shift how this game is played. If it's, if it's, I, I keep wanting to call them ta- New England. I, I've got Brady and New England so ingrained in my head that it, it, it won't get out. Right. My fear is that if somebody puts the ball on the ground for Tampa Bay, something happens, there's a change of momentum, now it could be that could be eradicated. Mm-hmm. All right, say you're down 14-10, you're driving, fumble, Kansas City drives down, scores, now it's 21-10. Well, now the game plans. I'm not saying it should be out the window, but I think it would be. Yes, I agree with you. See, that what you keep saying is that if you get behind two scores, you got to abandon the run game. See, that's my fear, is that's what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. That's not really true, in my opinion. I think the biggest mistake you can make is trying to put this fully on Tom Brady. Because if you get into a shootout contest with Pat Mahomes and Tom Brady, you're going to lose. Mm-hmm. Because their secondary is better than yours. Mm-hmm. Their defense, in my opinion, is more complete at what they're trying to do than yours. For this game. Okay. And you throw out stats about pass rush and things like that. I got mm-hmm. news for you. You play a lot of Carolina Panthers and a lot of Atlanta Falcons. So mm-hmm. that's two of the worst teams in the NFL giving up sacks. I hate quantity numbers in the NFL. I hate that sacks is a quantity number. Oh, look at me sacks. They had. Well, look at they played. Mm-hmm. There's a huge difference in those two teams and playing. I'm not even going to say Kansas City schedule, even though it was reasonably difficult. Mm-hmm. I, I like what Marcus Spears said. I heard it in the Sports Center before we came back. I think people sleep on this Kansas City defense. Mm-hmm. They look at the stats and they go, "Oh, it's it's a bad defense because they give up so many yards." Of course they do. They have more offensive yards than any team in the league over the last three years. Of course they do. Mm-hmm. 
It's and very rare that you see a team that's really good offensively that's really good defensively. And they don't hold the ball a lot. Exactly. I mean, that's the thing, is other teams have to shoot out with you mm-hmm. when you're the Kansas City Chiefs. And so I, I get that. Um, I've never said the Kansas City Chiefs' defense is bad. And I'm not saying that you have. Okay, I'm saying right. that's been a consistent narrative. Yes, it has. Is that this is two bad defenses and this is two offenses that are going to get anything they want. Mm-hmm. I don't buy that. No. Because, to me, the the Bucks defense is far from a bad defense. In fact, in every statistical category, they were one of the best defenses in the league this year. Just so happens in the last four weeks, aside from one game, I think we've had multiple turnovers forced in each one of those games. I think the the Saints game, I don't think we had any turnovers in the Saints game, did we? Forcing Forcing turnovers? Or no, sacks. That's what I'm thinking of. I was about to we say, didn't have turned the ball over like four times. Yeah, we didn't have any sacks. That's what I was thinking of. But turnovers have been the go-to for this Tampa Bay defense of late. And I think that's going to rear its head. Patrick Mahomes will make a mistake or two in this game. The problem is you got to keep Tom Brady from making mistakes, too. And he's, you know, I said, I've been saying this for weeks. He makes about three or four throws every game that make you go, what was that? Did you forget your Metamucil? What happened? Can I tell you a fun little stat about Pat Mahomes? Yeah. He had three interceptions against the Miami Dolphins in week, I want to say it's 14. (laughs) Yeah. You know how many he has the rest of the year combined? Three. It's three. Yeah. It's three. Mm Mm-hmm. Pat, that's the thing. Pat Mahomes doesn't make that mistake. He didn't do it. He had one. His last interception was against Atlanta. Mm-hmm. That was a month and a half ago. Hadn't thrown one of the playoffs because he hadn't had. You know to what that says Pat to Mahomes, me? Oh, he's due. He's due. I, know, I knew that's what you were going to say. <laughs> the thing that Pat Mahomes does otherworldly well mm-hmm. is avoid making that mistake. Mm-hmm. And I just, it, you've got the, the, the mad scientist over there on, on the sideline calling this offense. And I just feel like he has a plan for what it is that you're going to do. I've said this on both shows, and I swear to you, I don't see a way that I'm not right. That little shovel pass they run to Travis Kelsey, mm-hmm. where he fake blocks and then steps in. I do not see one way on planet Earth that they do not run that in this game and then beat you over the top with it. So the fake, mm-hmm. and then beat him over the top. Mm-hmm. I don't see a way on planet Earth that that doesn't happen. Because that play's been talked about so much, and this is mm-hmm. what Andy Reid can do. And he schematically can, you know, and all that takes is one safety to have poor eye discipline. Mm-hmm. And you're beat 90 yards down the and field. And to go, ooh, look, they're running that play. Yeah. I've seen this I've before. I've seen this. Right. And that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. The film study is supposed to be, ooh, I've seen this before. I know what this is. Yeah. And I'm going to crush him. Yes. Yeah. And what Andy Reid does better than anybody is manipulate your eyes, make you think you're seeing one thing, and then do something completely different. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I see a path of that happening Two or three times in this game, I think I firmly believe it's going to happen on that play. I thought that was going to happen against Buffalo, if I'm being fair. Right. But Buffalo couldn't figure that play out. Mm-hmm. I think with two weeks to figure it out, Todd Bowles is probably going to do not get beat by this. If you get beat by this, I'm going to be very, very, very <laughs> angry. I agree. I agree with you. Look, uh, you know, I keep going back to the, the, the only way that Tampa Bay is going to win this game is on the defensive side of the ball. They're going to have to force a turnover. They're going to have to 
you know, try to confuse Patrick Mahomes. They're going to try to have to rattle him, chase him out of the pocket. The problem is he does he does really well when you do that. Um, you keep you know you keep saying you're going to have to blitz to get to him. That four man front's not going to work. The four man front's not going to work. We're not going to be able to get pressure. It's not. Before. I disagree. I but, think we but there's a very simple reason that I say mm-hmm. that. We've been doing this all year long. And people are saying, oh, they got Mike Rimmers at left tackle. Okay, do you know mm-hmm. what he does so well? Mike Rimmers? Yes. Uh, he does one thing in, very well. Uh, stand on the field He gets lose. out in space really well. That's what they've done with this entire line. No matter who it is, including two guys that, I'll be honest with you, before this year, I'd never even heard of. Mm-hmm. This is a different team than you had with Kalecchio Simley and Eric Fisher and, you know, I, I can't even remember all the players that they've gone through. Mm-hmm. This is a different offensive line. They know this is not a good line. You you said it earlier. Mahomes' release point in the pocket looks like birdshot. Mm-hmm. There's reason for that. Because he's always on the move. Exactly. Yeah. Because you know what that does? That takes away the advantage of, oh, we can just four-gap, four-D linemen and beat this line. They know you could do that. Mm-hmm. They're going to keep you off the mark of doing that. And I look at the way this line is, is built and, and the how variable they are and, oddly enough, how mobile they are. Mm-hmm. This is not a great blocking unit. Do you know that every guy starting in this game for the Kansas City Chiefs has played guard at some point? Yep. Every one of them. You know what that should tell you? They can pull pretty well. Mm-hmm. That's how you become a guard in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And that's what Andy Reid's doing. Mike Tannenbaum started a... a I don't even know what it's called. It, it's the 33rd Club, I think, is is the name of it. And it's a think tank of former coaches and GMs and things like that. And one of the things that they broke down was how he's isolating defensive fronts with these linemen. Mm-hmm. Because if you blitz to one side and you guess wrong and they're rolling to the other side, you're beat. You're doomed. Mm-hmm. Because, him, because Pat Mahomes against the blitz is the best quarterback in the NFL. He's the best quarterback in the NFL anyway. But in terms of one skill set, Pat Mahomes against the against the Blitz is the best of the best in the NFL. Nobody is better at anything mm-hmm. than Pat Mahomes is at that. And that's where I think you could get caught, is thinking, oh, we can get there with four. With four against every version of this line that Kansas City's had all year. If you try to get there with four, and I don't care what team you're talking about, Baltimore Ravens, they got a pretty good pass rush, don't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they tried to get there with four. You know how many times they touched him? They didn't sack him once. They touched him four times. Mm-hmm. And he absolutely eviscerated them. 385 and four touchdowns. That's what that that's my fear. Is that I don't know what the solution is. Because I look at you, okay, send four. Well, he's gonna have all day. And your secondary can't hold up that long. Blitz him. Oh, well, if you blitz him, then that creates a whole new problem. Right. You cannot blitz Patrick Mahomes. If you try to blitz Patrick Mahomes, he's going to make you look silly. Mm-hmm. He's done it to everyone all year long. His passer rating when blitz this year is 135.3. Which is insane. He's thrown 15 touchdowns and zero interceptions when facing a blitz. Here's the problem, though. When he's not facing the blitz and he's just facing pressure, that's when the, that's when the numbers drop. He's a 78.7 passer rating under pressure this year. And most of that has been done 
with four guys getting home, not getting home, but just getting pressure. And see, I hate with four guys, and I hate this stat Mm -hmm. because the vast majority of that Mm -hmm. has been, been with teams that have secondaries that can hold up. The Raiders did a really good job of that. Yes, they did. Now, how that terrible secondary held up that long, I don't know. Couldn't explain it to you. I've watched the tape, and I still go, how did you not see that? Because there's guys open. Right. He just doesn't see it. Mm-hmm. That's what the, the the one team that's beaten them all year long, that's the one thing they did, mm-hmm. is they made him hold the ball, they made him second guess, and he was, I want to say he was 22 of 44 or something like that. Because it was right around 50% completion percentage. Mm-hmm. If you can do that, absolutely, you got a shot. There's been one team that's done that all year long. And it was a ton of smoke and mirrors. Mm-hmm. And since then, it has been all gas, no break. Katie, bar the door. Exactly. I mean, that's what the, that's what this is. And this is the this is the thing that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are facing. And this is why everyone who's on the Tampa Bay side of this game because I'm not just the only one. There are a whole lot of us out there. But you have to jump through these hoops to do that. You have to pick apart every single possible thing to find the path for Tampa to win the game. That's why they're a three and a half point or were a three and a half point underdog at the open. Because everybody knows. Everybody knows Kansas City's the best team in the league. You just have to find something and do something that nobody else has been able to do all year long. Because, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, even though they lost that game, he wasn't, I mean, he's never horrible. Can you remember, I mean, he's had maybe, what, three horrible games in his life? Uh, that, was, that, his one was pretty, life? that one was pretty bad. Uh, that one was pretty bad, and when they played Atlanta, he was pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Though they still won, because mm-hmm. Atlanta was that bad. Mm-hmm. He wasn't great against the Miami Dolphins. Mm-hmm. The one thing, and I've heard this a lot this week, Oh, look at the Dolphins film. Okay, the thing you have to do to look at the Dolphins film is pick him off three times. You do realize that was his best yards per attempt game of the year Mm -hmm. because he was intentionally trying to kill them deep, and he was doing Mm -hmm. a pretty solid job of it. Everything hinges on Tampa Bay creating pressure with four. You got to have the four because you got to have the seven back you got to have your seven drop back in coverage to be able to hang with these weapons. The weapons are absolutely unbelievable for the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, in this we've only talked about Tyreek Hill and, and Travis Kelsey. you got Miko Hardman, who can fly. Sammy Watkins, who... Don't ask me why I think this, because I don't know. Mm-hmm. I have this sneaking suspicion that either Sammy Watkins or Miko Hardman is going to end up being tremendous in this game. Mm-hmm. And I kind of think it's Sammy Watkins. I'm going to disagree with you. We'll talk about it up next right here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. This is G. Duggar, voice of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the sports tank. Fire them cannons. By golly, put more powder in those things. You know I had to get it in at least once today. And that will be the last time we hear from Gene Degaroff for, <laughs> for at least six months. <laughs> I have heard that enough in the last two weeks. Unless unless we win, and then you're going to hear it on every break on Monday. I'm, I might just play it during the middle of the segments on Monday. Uh, can I call in sick for Monday preliminarily <laughs> right now? I think everybody's going to call in it's sick It's the most called-in day of the year. <laughs> it is very much so. Uh, but... 
you know, that's not how this works. You need to be at work. The updates on the, uh, let's get some (laughs) updates on the injuries for the Super Bowl. Sammy Watkins uh, listed as questionable. He was a full participant in uh, today's practice. I believe he plays. Uh, Antonio Brown practiced fully today. He is listed as questionable. I'm not seeing where he had any setbacks. I am not as sure that he plays. And what it he, wasn't necessarily a setback. It was they don't feel great about how he looked. Right. Said he practiced fully today for the second straight day, apparently avoiding the knee swelling that head coach Bruce Arians worried about earlier in the week. He looks to be a go for the Super Bowl and will continue to operate as Tom Brady's third option. It sounds sounds like a good report today from practice for Antonio Brown. Um I, you know, I expect everybody, if you're physically able to drag your tail to the stadium and onto the field, you play in this game. This is the only shot that you're going to get. Or it could be the only shot you get. I mean, unless you play for the Kansas City Chiefs, and then those guys, I mean, they're going to be in the Super Bowl for the next four years. So it really, really isn't all that important to them. Uh, but for Tom Brady, you got one last shot. <laughs> And probably for the majority of these guys on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, this is it's going to be your only shot. We don't we don't get here very often. It's been about twenty years since the last time. Demarcus Robinson was activated from the COVID list. He was one of the ones that was that got his hair cut by the uh, the hair cutter for the Kansas City Chiefs, and he's been removed from the COVID list. I'm going to get my barber a shirt that says I'm a haircutter. I'm a haircutter. Daniel Kilgore should be activated from the COVID list. He's still, I guess they're still waiting for a test to come back for him. I'm not sure why he's, why his timetable seems to be a day behind Demarcus Robinson's, but maybe it's a delay in the test. I don't know. But if he tests negative again tomorrow, he'll be activated. uh, He's the backup center. For the Kansas City Chiefs. Cameron Brait injured his back in practice yesterday. And he is listed as questionable. They're hoping they're hoping that he's going to be available for the game. Uh, but he did not practice today after injuring his back on Thursday. Uh, and thankfully, the Kansas City Chiefs have cleared it up for us. They have officially ruled out Eric Fisher. For the <laughs> yeah, who blew his Achilles out. Uh, if you were hinging your bets on that one, I'm gonna need that explained. I mean, that's a gamer right there. That's uh, that's Kurt Schilling esque uh, uh, territory. Yeah, left tackle sews his uh, Achilles back together just temporarily so he can play the game. I don't think it's gonna work the same way that it was able to work in baseball. We're gonna talk stars of the game. First, let's hit the defense. Defensive star of the game. You have to pick one from each team. The player from each team that will make the biggest impact in this game. Uh, Tyron Matthew for the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. Devin White for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Devin White for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I I like both of those picks. Both of those picks are great. Um, I'm going to say my defensive star for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will be Antoine Winfield. Just something about, just something about the ending of this rookie season to me. He's gonna put, he's gonna figure out a way to put the cherry on the uh, on the top of the Sunday. 
And then for the Kansas City Chiefs, I think it's Daniel Sorensen. I said this this morning in the sportsocracy. For some reason, Daniel Sorensen seems to be either around the biggest play of the game or he makes the biggest play of the game. And I think this is a game that could hinge on one giant play. Momentum late in the fourth quarter could be a tie ball game. I don't know. But the scenario just screams to me it's going to come down to a back-breaking defensive play to put one team over the top. And it very well could. I mean, this is a game that you could see completely spin on a turnover. And, you know, my mine are pretty easy. Tyron Matthew, is the that's the X factor of this defense. Mm-hmm. They move him all over the place. Mm-hmm. He likes to blitz. Uh, he's good in coverage. And he's the guy that can be so multiple that it confuses Tom Brady mm-hmm. and, and leads him to making that Green Bay-esque bad decision. Devin White, pretty simple, too. If the linebacking core cannot figure out how Tyreek Hill and and the outside weapons for the Chiefs are going to settle down in between these zones, if they can't figure it out, they have no shot. Mm-hmm. And Devin White is going to be the biggest part of that. I do see a path where... Devin White's hyper-athletic. Yes, he is. He's one of the most athletic linebackers in the league. I could see a path where he baits Pat Mahomes into something, knowing what they're trying to do. And this is a you know third and eight kind of play that could change momentum, and that is something that could happen. I'm full well aware of that. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to, but it very well could. He's a guy you also have to watch out on, especially these shorter plays that you're talking about. If, if pressure's coming with four... Pat Mahomes is going to have to dump the ball out early. He's going to have to have a quick, quick release. He's going to have to hit him if they're going to try to blitz him. And Devin White's a guy that I don't think we're going to see him blitz all that much. You might see him come on three or four during the game. But for the most part, I think he's going to be that guy kind of playing spy. Because he's the one that they're going to have to put up against, uh, you know, Clyde Edwards-Alaire out in the flat or, you know... It's so unfortunate that they have all of these weapons that are super fast (laughs) because even though Devin White can cover the field like hardly anyone in the NFL, sideline to sideline, I mean, you catch Tyreek Hill on one of these screens and it's you're lucky if you're going to be able to catch him. But I think Devin White's the guy that they're going to use to do that. And he's he's been nothing short of phenomenal for the last two years. And I think it was last three weeks he's averaging like, well, or, no, he's got like a total of twenty five tackles in the last two weeks. He's played. He's been everywhere. He has been a tremendous talent. He's everything I thought he was when he was coming mm-hmm. out of the draft. He is the X factor on defense. I think he's the most important player on defense for either team. On the weird scale, there's Vegas. There's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. I had a 21-year-old man from Appleton, Wisconsin. Got a little bit bored. Told uh, authorities that he had uh, wanted to try something new today. So he robbed a bank. The guy. Has, I don't think that's something you try. Yeah, I don't. Uh, that's not really something you try. Exactly. Uh, Twenty-one years old. Uh, he was sentenced to fourteen years in prison for robbing a credit union back in October 
of 2020. He apparently went into the bank with a, uh, with a sawed off shotgun and made away with $10,000. The whole process took so long, though, of him zip tying bank workers that once it, once he left the place, the cops were right around the corner. They caught him not a block away from the credit union, and the detectives say he admitted on scene that he had robbed the bank, just saying, quote, decided to try something new today, so I robbed a bank. And now he gets 14 years in prison. Was it worth it? I think I'd have rather stayed home and played video games. I don't think that's something you try. No. Uh, my story is on the complete opposite end of the spectrum. The Los Angeles Police Department said a pair of handcuffs taken from an officer more than 60 years ago arrived in a package along with a letter of apology from the now grandfather who walked off with them. The LAPD tweeted photos Thursday showing the handcuffs and a letter that arrived with a $100 payment recently. Uh, the, they came from a 74-year-old uh, grandfather from Vista, California, who apparently was involved in an altercation with police 60 years ago at a Bob's Big Boy. He found them on the ground, he took them as a souvenir, and he has kept them for 60 years. Now he has two grandsons, age six and nine, and was trying to teach them a lesson that it's never too late to do the right thing. So he took a check, he sent it along with the letter of apology, and sent them back to the Los Angeles Police Department. Yeah, see, the problem with that is having to tell the story to the six and seven year old that you were involved with the police way back in the day. Well, it doesn't sound like it was. I mean, and I'm I'm gleaning this from the story itself. It sounds like maybe this was just a fight that had happened, and he was there, uh, and the cops got involved to break it up, and they dropped their handcuffs. He picked them up and said, hey, look what I did. Okay. Look what I got. I mean, All and right. he was 14 years old at the time. I mean, I guess I had the, the thought in my head that he stole them from the police at some point, <laughs> or was involved in the fracas. And no, it says the officer dropped them during the altercation. Okay. So apparently they were on the ground. And he scooped them. He said, I have felt guilty each time I saw the handcuffs over the years, but did nothing about it. Mm -hmm. Now I need to rectify that. Nice. Never too late to do the right thing. True. And a good lesson for the youth of America. (laughs) (laughs) To return those handcuffs that nobody missed. Like, I'm sure when he got there, he's like, oh, where are my handcuffs? I'll just get some more. I mean, handcuffs are expensive. I'm sure they are. We should have asked uh, the chief about this when he was here. Oh, we should have. Yeah, I, I didn't. Are think they of that. that disposable, or do you get like written up for losing your handcuffs? I is that genuinely a reprimand? don't know the answer to that. <laughs> is that a reprimand that goes in your file? Or One something? of the things that's always confused me when I watch television: anytime you see the disgraced cop, they ask for their badge and their gun. Yeah, and there's part of me that's like, don't you have to buy your own gun? That I don't like. Know. You have to give them the gun that you bought for yourself. <laughs> Maybe that's not how it works in Hollywood. You know what? This is what we'll talk to the chief about next week. There we go. We'll we have found the first the first post football episode of Beat the Chief. We'll find out what the ledger looks like for a starting police officer. Yeah, I mean, Jeremy's got a lot of questions because he watches a lot of forensic files. He sits up late at night watching murder dramas, <laughs> and frankly, I've got some questions that I need answered. Over under uh, nineteen and a half, the number of handcuffs that a police officer will have to use throughout his career because they keep getting stolen 
Oh, I, it, it's it's way <laughs> under it's way that. under nineteen it's and a half. Way under that. I feel I'd, very sure of I'd that. Imagine maybe one a year. If you're curious what this show is going to sound like after football's over, uh, the last three minutes is it in a nutshell. That's about it. Uh, there was uh, there's a new ad campaign from Miller Lite. We're going to slide this in here because there's a chance that you can get some free beer. I'm going to do it, and I've already cheated. You've already cheated, mm-hmm. and you're going to help me, right? Uh, yep. Okay, good. Actually, I didn't cheat. I took somebody else's cheat that they had posted, <laughs> and I stole it, and I saved it. So Miller Lite, in the uh, in in their uh, brilliant marketing glory, decided that uh, to distract everyone from the Michelob Ultra commercials during the Super Bowl, if you go and type in. The longest URL I think has ever existed. Please don't read it. I'm not going to read it. It took you two full minutes to read it to me earlier. It did because it's very tiny and I can, I can barely read it from, from here, uh, on my computer screen, but they printed a full page ad in the New York Times that starts with www. This Miller Light marketing stunt will distract you from uh, ultrasbiggamead.com. Then there's a slash, and it goes on for about three paragraphs. The entire URL. It's very long. It is super long. Uh, but it's brilliantly done, and it keeps you hooked in. Uh, it tells you a little story all throughout that they want you to be able to type in this URL and not see the Michelob Ultra, and they made it as long, you know, it, I guess on average, if you type average, it will take you a minute or 30 seconds or whatever to type this out so you'll miss the entire Michelob Ultra commercial. But the idea is if you go to that website and you register, they are going to pick 5,000 people and they are going to send $8 to you just so you can go buy some Miller Lite. Well, here's the thing. Uh, I've already cheated. I already have it saved. I can fire it off anytime I want to. By the way, if you do it early, mm-hmm. they have a little website that says "Look like you look looks like you were a little early," uh, and you know why I cheated? It's a very simple because it was easy. Because we're an AB Bev family and a Wicked Weed family here, and you know what? <laughs> when you mess with our partners, I'm going to find a way to mess with you that's back. Right, that's right. Uh, Miller Lite will uh, be awarding again five thousand people eight dollars. Uh, the contest only begins on. Super Bowl Sunday, and it ends at 9.30 p.m. Central Time, so 10.30 Eastern Time. The contest will end on Super Bowl night. So I'm not going to read it to you. You can go online and find I'll it share, yourself. I'll share it on Twitter. I'll you share it on my Twitter. You, at Jake you can't share the cheat. I can. I mean, you can And could, the fact that, that you that just told be, me I can't makes me want to do it even well, more. that would be, I mean... That, that would, would also that be, would just be a shot. That would also be very labor intensive because you only get 160 characters on Twitter. And oh, how are you going to do that? It would take like 40 tweets, and I don't want to do that. <laughs> Although it would be standing up for our our wicked weed ABF family. Indeed, it would be. And I am that committed. We have an update as well on John Clayton, the uh, Hall of Famer, Hall of Fame broadcaster. He has uh, figured out his problem. If you didn't hear this story earlier this week, John Clayton lives in uh, the Seattle area, and there is a problem right now with uh, the cable subscribers or the cable company that he uses, and he's being blocked out of seeing 
his local CBS affiliate. So he went on Twitter the other day complaining that this was, you know, he had been to like 35 Super Bowls in his life, and this was going to be the first one in 43 years that he was going to miss even being able to see, and he couldn't believe that, you know, Direct TV and who, I can't remember, I think it was Cox cable systems or something that couldn't believe that they couldn't come to an agreement to give me my local game. And immediately, of course, everybody gets on him like, John, you realize you don't have to do this anymore. Like you can stream this on your phone. You can do, you can see the game in numerous ways. Well, today he gave us an update. He says, I now have an antenna that I can get KIRO. on." <laughs> That's not the way you were supposed to go, John. You were supposed to get newer with your technology, not older. He went back and got the uh, he got an HD antenna. Apparently, it was installed by an engineer, which a lot of people gave him crap for. But honestly, when you got John Clayton's money, why would you do anything yourself? So I guess this is our segment to just cram all of the stories that are non-Super Bowl related. I mean, both of mine were Super Bowl related, so. Uh, mine's not, but I want to find a reason to do this. <laughs> okay. Uh, if any of you have ever consumed content from Barstool Sports, uh, you might know who Billy the Intern is. He's a 21-year-old kid. Uh, well, tonight in West Virginia, he's fighting at Rough and Rowdy 13, which is a boxing event put on by Barstool Sports. Mm-hmm. Would you like to know who he's fighting? I'd love to know. It's Jose Canseco. The juicer himself. Yes. And, I like the, it. and the vitriol in this has been tremendous. Uh, Billy the intern said there's a, this is literally from the promo of the fight. Mm-hmm. He said there's a very good chance he dies in the ring tonight. Wow. That's what he said about Jose Canseco. First of all, he is, I'm not going to say he's aggressively smaller than Jose Canseco. He's definitely smaller. Mm hmm. The funniest part of this, and the reason I'm telling it, and I, I'm going to share this on my Twitter, at ESPN. Uh Jose Canseco is a complete crazy person. And the fact that, how old is he now? Do you, do you have any idea? I, I didn't search it before I told this. No, I'd imagine he's 50. He's, he's up there in, in age. Well, in the, the promo for this fight, he does this little two-hit thing where he swings his fist, and he's like, Billy, at... How how old is he? Fifty six. At fifty six years of age, this is what you're gonna get. And he throws two punches, and it looks like the most Steven Seagal thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, that's the picture I had in my mind. That's exactly what it looks like. <laughs> and I'm talking like Tom Segura's Steven Seagal too. It I is love that you said phenomenal. that. Phenomenal. <laughs> that's immediately who I thought of you, as you were describing that. You can watch this pay per view uh, for 19.99. Mm-hmm. I believe I'm going to wait until it gets leaked on, uh, you know, some of the social platforms that I'm probably not supposed to say that that's where I'm going to watch this, but mm-hmm. I am. We have all those stories of, uh, you know, animals picking the winners of the Super Bowl. What do people love more than animals? I don't think any of my answers are socially acceptable. Babies. So. Ah. Babies. That's the answer we were looking for, Jeremy. Keep it clean. Come on, brother. Uh, <laughs> uh, baby Reese has made her pick for the game. Do you know Baby Reese? Uh, Did you see I Baby Reese? I know what Reese? a Baby Ruth is. <laughs> no, it's d- different. Different. Uh, baby Reese is Laura Laura Rutledge's uh, daughter. And during the shutdown, they were doing, you know, they had to come up with uh, something to keep people entertained on the SEC network. And so they would have Baby Reese come down the hallway and... And pick up the helmet of the winner of the game. 
throughout the week. They did every, they did one of these every week. Throughout the season, would you like to know what her record was in the SEC of picking the game of the week? I'm going to bet not good. You're wrong. Really? She was fantastic. She was 11-2 and two throughout the season, and she has officially made her pick for the Super Bowl, and I'm happy to report to you that she has chosen the Tampa Bay Buccaneers over the Kansas City Chiefs helmet. She's 11-2. <sighs> I'm, so I'm so glad it's another year <laughs> before I have to hear uh, about animals and babies and things that have I don't know, absolutely I, no idea what they're picking. Of course they don't, but it's a fun little thing to do. It's like betting on the coin toss. No. It's a throwaway. No. Doesn't, betting on the coin toss is not a throwaway. Of course it is. You have no way to actually calculate how that's going to happen. There's no skill involved in picking the coin toss. Mm, I believe there is. How? Mm-hmm. Come on. you got to share this because uh, everybody looks like no. uh, that's a 50-50 bet. The, the coin weighs the same on both sides. That mm-hmm. does not really matter. Law of averages, my friend. The law, law of, of averages. averages. So the law of averages this year is on heads, since uh, that was what I'm, you picked? I'm always on heads. See, my law of averages has oh. stayed the same forever. Oh, okay. Because I have bet heads every year since I knew what betting was. Really? Yeah. And what's your record? I have absolutely no idea. I mean, do you feel like it's about 50-50? I or? would say I'm doing okay. Okay. All right. See, the bad thing for me is that I miss the national anthem every year, so it's even the years that I hit it, it's a wash. Oh, right. Because you bet them both, and you always lose. I will say, uh, this is breaking news. Don't hit the button, because I'm totally joking. Okay. The line on the uh, national anthem singing went up. You know what it that should. tells? You know what that tells me? That tells me that somewhere there's a security guard in Raymond James Stadium that watched the practice of them doing the national anthem <laughs> and, and, and for 50 bucks sent out tweets that said, uh, hey, it went 205. Right. That's a long time for them to cut off. You knew as a duet that was not going to be. Well, there's a, a cap. Win. There's a cap on what you can bet on uh, the national anthem and the, the halftime show and all those things. Until the line is set. Okay. The line is set because there's people that see this. This is the same reason you can't bet professional wrestling because there are people out there that go, uh, this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. When they set the line, it should really tell you. Uh, I mean, if you can bet it early, if you can still get it at a minute 55, uh, all the way, uh, bet the over aggressively. All right. We already gave you the defensive stars of the game. Coming up after the break, we'll give you the monkey knife fight of the day, and then we will give you our picks for Super Bowl MVP. Our last monkey knife fight play of the day before the Super Bowl. Focusing on Super Bowl props all week long at monkeyknifefight.com. Go on today, create your account, and use that promo code TANK. T-A-N-K. Be sure to set up your account, and when you make your initial investment, they will match it up to $50, as well as give you a $5 free play at monkeyknifefight.com that you can use on Jeremy's apparently his favorite play of the week for the Super Bowl. This is the one I've been waiting all week to give you. You have exactly 70 minutes to get this one in. This is the touchdown dance. This one will multiply your your buy-in 
six and a half times. So your $5 free play would become $32.50. The way this game works is you pick a level of touchdowns. I have gone four and a half for the three guys I'm getting ready to give you. If you don't believe in it that much, you can go three and a half, which will multiply it by four and a half times, or two and a half that will multiply it also by two and a half times. I am taking Travis Kelsey, Rob Gronkowski, and Leonard Fournette to combine for four and a half or more touchdowns. That's bold. I think Gronkowski get if if there if I could find an anytime touchdown scorer mm-hmm. uh, prop. Rob Gronkowski is one of my favorites. He would be it. Because I have no idea how they would stop him. Mm-hmm. You know, if they get the ball inside the 10, that's probably where the ball's headed. Uh, Leonard Fournette, I feel really good about. He's obviously past Ronald Jones as the starting running back of this team. Right. And I just have zero idea how Tampa Bay is going to stop Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, it's going to be Devin White. Well, we said the same thing about Tredavious Whitey a week ago. Uh, that didn't work out in his favor. Yeah. Um, my three probably would have been uh, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Chris Godwin. But uh, Jeremy, shaking things up a bit. I think Kansas City's offense is going to be so diversified outside of Kelsey that I can't trust Tyreek Hill's going to get in the end zone. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to have a good game. I just don't know that he's going to score. Right. All right, monkeyknifefight.com, monkeyknifefight.com. The uh, Super Bowl props are juiced for the next, what did you say, 70, 70 minutes? minutes. You right. have now 50, uh, 68 minutes. Go create your account at monkeyknifefight.com. Use the promo code TANK, T-A-N-K. They will. They have a slew of uh, very propped-up bets. Mm-hmm. Didn't mean to use a pun there, but I did. <laughs> it is a whole lot of fun. Daily fantasy sports props every day at monkeyknifefight.com. All right. Who is your Super Bowl MVP? And spicy take, it can't be Pat Mahomes. Uh, well, well, then, then do I? Then do I just not answer? <laughs> All right, let, let me put it this way: If you had to put a bet on anybody else to win Super Bowl MVP, who would it be? Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. I think there's a lot of room for him to have a lot of points. I just don't. I don't know who's going. There's nobody in the league that can defend him one on one. And we've seen an All Pro corner that just got abused for lack of a better word Devin White's probably the best they could ever have but I don't think they're going to put him one-on-one because that just dares you to throw it to Tyreek Hill right they're going to have to they're going to they'll mix it up they'll it'll be Levante David it'll be Devin White well, it'll Levante be, David this is not going to go well no it's not but what I'm saying is they can't put the same guy on him every play and so it's going to be Antoine Winfield or Jordan Whitehead well it's not going to be Antoine Winfield Antoine Winfield would be a disaster. Antoine Winfield is as much shorter than Travis Kelsey as you are to me. Is he really? Yeah. Wow. Antoine Winfield's 5'9". Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, you always have to account for him on every play, and that he is, he is one of the most dangerous weapons in the game, and I think he will be used heavily Here's a fun. One. Here's a fun stat that a lot of people don't know. I did, but... How old is Rob Gronkowski? 31. He's 31. Nice. How old is Travis Kelsey? 30. He's 31 too. Is he 31 too? It that that meme has been making its way around the internet. Right. It is blowing people's minds that these two are the same. I could have swore Travis Kelsey was younger. Nope. He is not. That's crazy. Uh my Super Bowl MVP 
I want to pick Patrick Mahomes too, but I can't. It's my own rule. So I'm going to say Devin White. I think Devin White could do it. Devin White is an aggressive pick. If the, I, now, I can get him plus 3,000 right now on the Super Bowl MVP odds. That's aggressive. I'll tell you one, and I would like to know the numbers on both these. Mm-hmm. Miko Hardman and Sammy Watkins. Miko Hardman and Sammy Watkins. Miko Hardman is plus 5,000. Sammy Watkins is plus 6,600. A spicy, spicy. <laughs> I like Sammy Watkins a lot. <laughs> okay. I mean, Tampa's going to win the game, but Patrick Mahomes is going to be the MVP. He'll be the second Super Bowl loser to ever be Super Bowl MVP. I'm going to disagree for this point. <laughs> All right, the official picks uh, for us. I am going, of course, Tampa Bay Buccaneers win the Super Bowl 33-29. I am taking the Kansas City. That's the weirdest score I've ever heard, by the way. Uh, I am taking the Kansas City Chiefs 31-20. It's not as strange as you would think. All they got to do is score three touchdowns, four field goals. That gets you to 33. Or four safeties. That could also get you to I would do it as well. Y'all have a great weekend. Enjoy Super Bowl 55. We will see you right back here for the victory party on Monday. Chiefs Kingdom. Yep.